0: presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Welcome inside the TCO studios for another edition of the Audible presented by 3M. Gabe Henderson here alongside Tatum Everett. Uh, Today we have the special privilege of being joined by the specialist of this Minnesota Vikings team. I'm going to start to the far left over here, Mr. Andrew DePaula, Vikings long snapper. And to his right is Vikings punter Ryan Wright. Fellas, how are we doing today?
2: Awesome. Doing good. Great. Thanks for having us. Andrew,
1: it was your fifth time playing in your hometown of uh, Maryland this past Sunday. Uh, but Ryan, this question is for you. What, what, what was Andrew's mood like going into uh, going home for the first time in a, in a couple of years?
2: Uh, he was excited to go home. Um, he was able to see his brothers, his wife Amy was able to go out there to watch him play. So I, I think he was pretty pumped for the game.
3: I'm sure tickets were probably you probably had asked for extra tickets though, right? How does yeah, work? so like usually when I go back and play in Maryland, my parents kind of play interference with all the ticket stuff because they don't want people to <laughs> nice. hit me up. So they're just like, hey, everyone, just talk to us if you want yeah. tickets. So
0: The real MVPs.
3: Yeah, <laughs> for, for
1: sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, I'll, if, if you're a fan of the show, you know that we start this show off. Uh, with a game called Two Truths and a Lie. You guys have already read your cards. Uh, Andrew, we're going to start with you. Ryan, it's up to you to figure out which sentences Ooh. about Andrew are true, which two are true, and which one is a lie. Floor is yours, Andrew. You ready? Can I'm I just ready. call you Depot from here on out? Because that's what Coach uh, Matt Daniels call you, calls you. Can we just call you Depot? Okay,
3: cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of feels a little weird being called Andrew, so okay. I think this is going to be a little more natural. All okay. right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I opened up my own bagel shop called DePaula's Bagel and Brunch. Next one. After college, I began a seasonal shift in the winter of 2010 at Best Buy, where I offloaded trucks and restocked shelves. Hmm. Next one. I am the only player in Rutgers history to be offered a football scholarship as a long snapper coming out of high school. Third one's a lie. Okay, that was pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you did open up your own bagel shop. Correct. Can you explain that? Cause Tatum, I saw Tatum and a few people <laughs> here a couple of weeks ago, yes. it had on like the the Paulus bagels. yeah wrap
0: the merch.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was great <laughs> by the way. Um, good product placement. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, um, my wife and I had moved to um, this little area called Ken Island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. Kind of going to school in Jersey for eight years. Uh, got used to having a nice little bagel sandwich in the morning. Hmm. And there wasn't really anything like that in our area. So we were like, we looked into options that maybe franchising a place, bringing something to the island. And we were just like, you know what, let's just start our own place. So my parents have a bar restaurant back home. Uh, They do breakfast on the weekends, talked with them. We kind of came up with this idea to start our own place and just kind of jump in with both feet. So that's what we did.
0: I was gonna ask you, the restaurant business seems like such a hard thing to break into, but you obviously have a background in it. Did you grow up around that environment?
3: Sort of, yeah. My dad had a couple bars when I was a kid growing up. It wasn't very conducive to having (laughs) four kids, (laughs) young kids at the time. So um, he got out of that business and then I guess he always had an itch to get back into it. So uh, 2012, they opened up Bar Restaurant and uh, still have it.
1: What about the restaurant industry interests you? Interests me? Yeah, or your family. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, my family. Okay. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like my family is what answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad enjoys cooking. He's okay. a he's a great cook. He likes entertaining. He likes talking to people. He likes chopping it up. I think that's kind of what really draws him to it. Me, I just saw a, a need and wanted to fill that need. So,
0: what's your favorite type of bagel sandwich?
3: I like a sausage, egg, and cheese on an everything oh, bagel. Mm. Gosh, sounds
0: great right about
1: now. Yeah, that looks Ooh, that does. sounds amazing. Even though it's- uh, on you, Ryan, because I got some more questions for you, Andrew, but I want to make sure we get to your two truths in the lie. All right, first one.
2: Mm-hmm. I was ranked the 47th best pro-style quarterback, as well as the fourth best punter in high school after my junior year. Okay. Second one. I went to a Division two school to play quarterback for a semester before transferring to Tulane University during my freshman year. Third one. Okay. I'm one of four punters in the NFL today that has zero touchbacks. Okay. <laughs> kind of gave him some
3: easy ones for me. I'm just going to go with B. You're right. That was a guess, by the way. but it Was,
2: an what, educated was guess. it a guess?
3: Yeah, I mean, because like, it kind of makes sense you I, know
2: I I, figure you, I I've told I definitely told you that I played 4 years at Tulane.
3: Yeah, but it was a semester, right? Was it, you said you went one semester. Yeah, the qu- with oh, a question, right? Okay. One semester. Eh,
2: yeah, I guess. But
3: Could
1: you have, never yeah. but you almost chose a division 2 school over Tulane, right? How, um, how did your story no, come about? No. So,
2: after my junior season, I was um given that quarterback ranking and I was given, uh, drawing a little bit of interest. Um, but I had to make a tough decision after my junior season to Focus more on punting. Obviously it worked out, but I, after my junior season some smaller schools like Puget Sound, I think, and I want to say Cal Poly gave me some walk-on opportunities uh, to go play quarterback, but I chose punting.
0: Did any school offer you a chance, choice to do both?
2: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> or try it
0: out, figure out which one? No. Yeah.
3: It's amazing. You learn so much about your teammates on this show. I mean,
1: <laughs> gosh. And one thing I was reading because, Depot, you went to Rutgers mm-hmm. and Ryan, you <laughs> went to you went to a, a camp at Rutgers as a punter, but they had you come throw passes. Can you explain yeah. that story?
2: Yeah, I went to go to their punting camp or s- specialist camp and okay. pretty much how it was gonna happen uh, was the best punter there was gonna be offered. Um, that wasn't the case. They ended <laughs> up going the Australian <laughs> go. route and actually they got a great punter in Adam Korsak. But yeah, they had me go down to, the, to their stadium. What, what's their stadium called? It's, uh, <laughs> y- you don't even know, okay. Um, but, yeah, they had me throw a few routes to them, and I thought yeah. I threw well. <laughs> what, year, was, what year were you there? That uh, what camp? year was that? That was, I think, 2017. I was just seeing if I worked the camp or, or something. <laughs> yeah. no. He's the reason why you're not. You didn't get <laughs> yeah. a scholarship. Yeah,
0: right. No, it's interesting that you guys both have quarterback backgrounds as mm. well. I mean, we've seen you throw a pass already this season. Will, will we ever see anything <laughs> I doubt it.
3: I mean, you see me snap. Hard. That's yeah. like kind of similar, you yeah. know, thrown between your legs. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as uh, downfield, I think I can confidently say no. What?
0: Probably what? not. Yeah. Probably. How was that transition? I guess I'll start with you, Andrew. Like going, like making that decision. Like, you know, I, I, I love this position. I've played this position for however many years. But this is where I can see longevity.
3: I mean, if I'm being honest, I didn't see the longevity. <laughs> like it wasn't me. I think – so my coach at the time in college, he kind of had the uh, the wherewithal and the vision to be like, hey, this is something you can pursue and you know possibly play for a long time uh, at the next level. And you know, being a kid at the time, you know, you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, and I only did it for one year in college, so I didn't really know it was uh, an option at the time. But what did you do the other three years? So I was recruited as a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I did that for three years. My fourth year, I was a receiver. If oh you wow! Can believe that. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then my fifth year, I was a snapper.
2: Transition was actually kind of tough because I did go straight into punting from quarterback. It kind of hit me when I played in the Blue-Grey All-American game as a punter. Um, I was kind of a little too fiery, like had that fiery quarterback side of me still, wanting to be out on the field. But reality hit me when I was like, oh, shoot, I'm only going out there like five times a game now. But love what I do. Uh, Miss quarterback a little bit, but I, I definitely saw longevity in punting. He's still fiery, by the way. I was going to say, do you still feel <laughs> He's that still fire? Fiery?
3: Dude, when he hits a good punt, like we do like, you know, the whole yeah. little handshake headbutt thing, I run away from him because he headbutts too hard. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I can't do it. I'm like, good job, good job,
2: and I just run away. All yeah, right. <laughs> that, that fiery side of me probably just won't ever go away. Really? Yeah.
1: And, and I love that because the, the special teams unit play is such a big factor in mm-hmm. changing momentum, changing swings of the game, but what makes a good punter or a good long snapper in the NFL? What are some traits?
2: consistency I think that's kind of the name of the game these days Um, you got to be consistent in both your distance your location and your hang time for punting and you can speak a little bit about snapping
3: yeah I mean I can't really go into the physical part just because there's a ton of guys doing it in the league that are so physically different Mm -hmm. I just think it's a mental thing Um, I think your mental approach to the game who you are as a person great thing about Ryan is he's just so even keel and just Mm -hmm. I, I just having fun out there. I mean, he's like, you are a kid, but he's just a big kid <laughs> on the field, like having fun. And like, I, I feel like I'm the same way. I'm just out there having fun with my buddies, throwing it between my legs, him hitting great punts. And then I'll try to get down there and cover, you know, i do the best <laughs> I can, but I don't get down there with some of those other guys. But I think that's just your your mindset when you get out there.
0: I mean, you mentioned the age difference or that he's a kid, which you're not, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but you said the age difference and what have you learned from Andrew? That you've been able to apply to your rookie year now
2: coming into the league i I think I've the volume of punts that I would hit in a day is a lot way too much I think the main thing that I've learned from him is I don't need to do that much I just need to hit a few each day and just kind of rely on that muscle memory and that'll end up being better in the long run because you're it's a longer season than it is in college different things whether it's just personal life or on the football field or finances like he's he's been doing it mm. for a bit and he's been a really big mentor for me.
0: That's mm.
1: awesome. Don't <laughs> Don't swing out your shoes. Is, is something that you always say Andrew What, what do you mean by that when you, when you tell Ryan don't swing out your shoes?
3: Yeah, so When you when you really gear up and you try to hit a big ball You're like I want to hit a 70 yarder, five five hang it never works out that way, right? You know you you, you get too into it coming off the side of your leg Ryan is just so strong and powerful that his 60, 70, 80% ball is gonna be better than most guys in the league. So if he can kind of just stay compact and just straight up through the ball, you're just gonna get, I mean, top three, top four punters in the league as far as mm-hmm. number-wise go. So I just try to tell him to stay in that range and he's gonna hit a great ball and he's been doing a great job.
0: Seeing him at camp, did you expect to see this in the season?
3: You can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a sense, yes. Yes, I think, I think when you get to this level your eyes can deceive you. For me personally, it's my ears. When, you, when I heard him hit a ball, I was like, this is different. Mm. I mean, it just sounds different coming off of his foot. So I think that's carried over in the games tremendously. I think we saw it in uh, a Denver game where he just broke out and was just, <laughs> I mean, booting ball. I mean, how, how far was your longest in that game? 70-something? And then you hit the 74 against Miami, think, yeah. which was not at altitude. So, I mean, you mm. know, his, his numbers so far have been speaking for themselves. So, yeah, I could have told you this was going to happen. Well, what's going to happen right now is we're going to go to break. And then when we get back from break, you
1: guys are going to stay on the show. We're going to make sure we have another segment for Vikings fans who are tuned in. So don't turn the dial. The Audible will be right back.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Audible presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. The roof and everywhere in between 3m the official science partner of the minnesota vikings is here visit vikings.com backslash skull science to learn more
1: we are back this is the audible presented by 3m gabe henderson that's tatum everett we got ryan wright on the show as well as andrew depala aka depot viking specialist <laughs> um right before the break we were talking about the 73-yard punt you kicked against miami uh ryan and um, you don't see that every day. And I think the big thing that Matt Daniel said was the hang time on the ball was like, okay, when is this ball coming down? Like, that's just elite punt status. Were you punt-punts like that? What changes as far as expectations go as far as from your coaches?
2: I don't think the expectation changes okay. at all. Um, I think they've seen me do this uh, multiple times in game and in practice. So it's just a matter of, like, when's it going to happen next? But funny thing about that 73-yard punt. In Miami. It was actually a recipe for disaster. I was lined up two yards too deep. So if you actually go back and watch it, mm-hmm. I was walking up while the snap was coming. Oh, wow. I was focused on trying to improvise my steps. So my, my drop wasn't the most clean. Laces were facing down. So I had to twist my arm a little bit like oh, wow. that. And it, it honestly. If I'm being perfectly honest, it was a miracle that it happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, if that's the case, man, you need to continue to do that. <laughs> right. 73 and 75, like I'll take that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Gabe mentions the coaching staff, and this is first year for Matt Daniels as your special teams mm. coordinator. When I spoke to Greg a couple of weeks ago, he said that he gives you guys the freedom to expand on your talents. It's a very Greg quote. But what, mm. what do you what do you uh, think of what Greg says as, as he describes Daniels like that?
3: I think that's a perfect quote, and I don't believe Greg said that. He did. did he really? I went, and, I went back
0: and listened to it.
3: Wow. I mean, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a perfect quote. Um, you know, the great thing about working with Matt so far, Coach Hatt, Hat. is uh, he, he, doesn't, he hasn't tried to change uh, anyone. He's just tried to help uh, the best side of you come mm-hmm. out, you know, really be there for game days, which has been awesome. He really listens to you. He'll just be like, hey, what do you do best, and how can we help you? Do that every single time. Another thing Coach Hat says is win the special teams game.
1: Is there an example of what winning the special teams game looks like?
3: Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a yeah. few. You know, there's, there's a couple, um, I guess, measurements we go by, you know, uh, uh, punt
2: on average. Win, net, punt, battle, yeah. 100% field goal PAT. Um, there's 100% assignment. There's that. I'm, those are the only penalty free, penalty penalty free.
3: Um, and I think too there's a certain element where you can turn the tape on and be like you can tell which team is kind of winning the battle so to speak mm-hmm.
0: it's so important to get guys to buy into special teams not just the special obviously that's what you do but to get the other guys on the team to get involved and, and that's something that coach hat does so well how does he get guys to buy in and make this something they want to do to take pride in, what, in, in that facet of the game
2: Obviously, I'm a rookie, so this is my first special teams uh, room. But one thing that's stuck out to me is it's a family in that special teams room. And uh, one of the big things that HAT wants us to be able to do is to rely on the guy next to you when it matters the most. Mm. And all of us trust each other. We, we're we building that chemistry each and every day, and I, I think that's been one thing that's helped us a lot
3: honestly I think it starts with KO he, he makes it a point of emphasis mm-hmm. to be the best we can be on special teams he doesn't gloss over it he doesn't skip over it he doesn't take away time from meetings or practice he really makes it feel like it is a big because it is you know a big deal he reiterates every week how we can change the game uh, we can win the game or lose the game on special teams you know we, we like to say we're, we're one-third of, of the game mm-hmm. so you know, I really think it starts with him and then obviously getting the right guy, which was Hat, uh, for the job. And um, just going from there.
0: So you got Buffalo coming up next. I went ahead and started looking at the weather report because I just wanted to know how many jackets I needed to bring. <laughs> but it's not going to be that cold, surprisingly. But the wind, 10 to 20 miles an hour, what kind of effect can that have in Sunday's game?
3: I mean, it just, it'll affect the direction the, yeah. of your punting. It could affect messing with the ball a little bit on field goals. It doesn't really do too much for the snap usually try to air into his body more on field goals when it's a little uh, inclement weather. And then for punts, um, my mindset is once it's out of my hands, it's his problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as as far as punting, like the only thing you can do is just kind of go with the wind, um, whichever way the wind's blowing. And one way to combat that is to have a lower drop and kind of drop that front nose of the ball down. Other than that, you just kind of do the same thing.
1: Does anything change or what changes when it comes to snapping for a field goal versus snapping for a punt. And with that, like, what changes by player? Because you've, you've long snapped for so many different punters and so many different kickers, so
3: how intricate is that? Yeah, I mean, gosh, you're, that's a great question. No one's really ever asked me that before, but I do have a good answer for it. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> with, with long snaps, right, uh, your stance is a little more narrow because you want to get a little bit more speed on the ball. You're, you don't have to be as finer-tuned, I want to say, with, you know, you have a, a bigger target You can kind of be a little more off, I want to say. Um, But with field goals, uh, for me, you get a little wider stance because you want to be a little bit more precise, almost like throwing darts. You're really trying to get it into a specific spot. I'm really trying to take as much off him as I can, you know, with having the laces out, having it in a good spot where you can just kind of catch it and put it down on the spot, and that's really it for him, you know, like kind of take all the the guesswork out of it. So uh, there's like a few finer things that go into it. And then... You know, as far as snapping to different guys goes, you know, you got taller guys, shorter guys. It's usually a little bit easier to snap into the bigger guys, just because every snap looks better, so to speak. And then for field goals, it's just getting with them and working with them to where they catch it so that the laces can kind of be pointing out a little bit. I try not to be too hot with my snaps. I try to make them catchable and and easy enough to just catch and put down. Because if I can give him a catchable ball, he can speed up his operation, then everything can go a little bit quicker. Versus if I threw a laser back there, he's got to make sure he's got it secure first. And then put it down so that's kind of where things differ. So you can there is like an art to snapping a a ball
1: and having the laces a certain way. Mm -hmm. Wow like is that like you
3: holding onto the the seams at first like how does that work? Yeah I mean I don't want to give you all my secrets okay um, (laughs) cool but uh but you know it it starts (laughs) starts with your grip you know and then figuring that out and then from there I I don't mess with the grip after that I mess with my feet so either moving up moving back uh, changes if we're playing on turf versus playing on grass. Hmm. Then it comes into the, the ball, you know, how grippy is the ball? You know, grippy, is that even a word? Um, <laughs> we just made it once. Sure. <laughs> but there's there's a ton of factors that go in. Um, you know, could be could be wet this weekend, a uh, humid game. I mean, all those factors come into play wow. when it comes to
2: snapping, for me anyway.
0: With the start that you've been having, Ryan, and this team's been having, what do you think is something that you can improve on?
2: I think the number one thing that I can always improve on is the location. Um, you want to get it as close to the sideline as possible. And obviously that's very difficult to do every single time. Um, and there's all, a lot of factors into that as well. I, I think that and just cleaning up my hands a little bit too. Um, like I said, that 73 yard punt was a recipe for disaster and um, just cleaning up those uh, mental errors and, I think that'll definitely clean up my game a little bit more.
0: What What is cleaning up your hands for those that don't? Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: j- just catching it out in okay. front of in front of you, getting a clean spin, so you have the laces in the exact position you want to drop it at. Um, but yeah.
1: All right. Um. Cause we we talked earlier before you said your hands and I'm like, dude, if if your hand, if you do that with your hand every time before (laughs) you punt and it's 75 yards, I am a fan, but there is a such thing called out kicking the coverage. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what out kicking the coverage is?
2: Yeah. So you, you want to have a distance that matches the hang time. Um, in college, my, one of my special teams coaches, uh, actually broke it down into like a math science or whatever, but it's a 1.0 ratio. You want to have a f- let's say, 45-yard ball, you want to have a 4-5 or five hang time. If you okay. hit a 50-yard ball, you want to have a 5-0 hang time. And you just try to get consistent enough to where the hang time and distance matches every single time. Wow!
0: I didn't think we were going to get into, like, the Dude, physics.
1: of This
2: is math class. This, <laughs> is, this is, is math really and science.
0: Interesting. This is good. No, I, I think that's a really interesting point that there's, you know, we, we see what you guys do in and out of the game, but there's not much talk about the thought process or the art behind it. Is there some – is there – Andrew, I'll start with you. Is there one misconception about what you do that really just bugs you?
3: That's a great question. Man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it's just the the just the position overall, right? I mean, you kind of read like long snapper is the easiest job on the field, right? If you want to get in the NFL, just be a long snapper. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's kind of a little more difficult <laughs> yeah. than that. Um, there's a little more that goes into it, you know? Like, I, like I kind of just explained the whole punt versus field goal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, on field goals, you just have to be kind of so precise and, uh, and accurate. But then at the same time, you still got to block. Still get your head up. Right. You got to block. You and who know who you're blocking. So. Um, or they can jump over top of you and get a flag. <laughs> <laughs> or they can try and jump <laughs> over top of you. Oh, and then land on me. That was just not fun. Ooh. Not fun at all. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think that kind of one just kind of irks me, bugs me the most.
0: What about you, Ryan?
2: Pretty similar, just the position. Um, obviously, it's not the most physically difficult, but it's definitely a hard thing to do. Punt of football, and it, it like a lot of people think, oh, I, I can go punt of football, but it takes years and years of rep- uh, repetition to build up that muscle memory to be consistent with it.
3: Hmm. I think the I think the thing too touch on about our position is it's uh, it's a lot of gray area, right? So mm-hmm. like he could hit a, a great punt, and then the returner could get I don't know thirty. 25-yard return, yeah. so it's like, oh, it doesn't look that great, but at the same time, he still hit a great ball. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of some gray area there when it comes to judging both of our positions. Mm-hmm. Man, well, hopefully fans who judged this show
1: judged it the way Tatum and I did because you guys were phenomenal today. Um, <laughs> I appreciate your time. I feel like we can talk to you guys all day, every day, uh, but for our viewership, we have to end the show on this point. So for Tatum Everett, Ryan Wright, Andrew DePala, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you guys again for tuning into another edition of the Audible presented by 3M.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Audible. The Audible is presented by 3M, the official science
2: partner of the Minnesota Vikings.